Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by millions, James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by millions, Steve Dash Rinko Lieber. You're only supposed to applaud for the winner, dude. And I am the winner. Breakwell, he's a loser because I saw the poll results and they are clear. Steve Brolevis beats James the Loser Nerdwell. And James, I'm sure you saw exactly what I'm talking about. Do you even remember what the topic was? It's irrelevant, James. <laughs> My life moves forward. I'm not gathering moss. I'm a rolling stone, uh-huh. and you are a pebble being crushed beneath the weight of my mighty boulders. Don't quote me out of context with that one. Hey, welcome, everybody. Welcome to Wrong and Wronger, the podcast that you're not even watching or listening to right now. I know it, and you know it, but James, you're watching, and so are the interns, and they pay attention to the numbers. And that's all I need to say this week, really. I'm dropping the mic and walking out. Okay, that's good with me. <laughs> Just leave, <laughs> leave the field to me. Let me do the next poll, and we'll see if it turns out differently. Because I at least care. I at least remember the topic from last week and the the amazing argument I gave for a losing cause. So really, I was the hero of last week, fighting my David versus Goliath. You know, there was like three hundred the Spartans versus the Persians. Me making my last stand, trying to defend mints of all things. Mints. I mean, gum outsells mints like a billion to one, and yet I still made a pretty good go of it. So props to me. Good job, James. Good job. And like the 300, you're both dead this week. (laughs) But this week we have a different topic. We've got one that brings the elixir of life to the table. And James, what are we going to argue this week? We are going to argue which is better, glass cups or plastic cups? When I called you to do the podcast, it was particularly poignant in the life of Breakwell because just let the people in on how much a a a, a like a, an internationally famous author what he does with his Sunday evenings. What were you up to I was, when I called? Dan? I was washing the dishes like a good husband and father, <laughs> and I should have had two minutes left to do them, but you called me two minutes early. In our twenty-five <laughs> years of doing this podcast, you've never once called me even a minute early. I thought I had two Steve-free minutes to enjoy washing dishes and i did not you just burst my bubble boy my wife wanted too fewer steve minutes <laughs> wanted more steve free so she sent me up into the studio here but uh, so plastic versus glass cups and that uh, james i did want to talk for a moment about the polls because one of our interns pointed out a very interesting factoid which is as soon as i told everyone not to vote i won so that's got to be the strategy from here on out. Just suppressing the voters, that's what you're going for? <laughs> Voter suppression, that's exactly right. I, it seems to benefit me in the long I run. I think in general, the fewer votes there are, the better off you are. So I just, it just goes to show you democracy Democracy works. And when you suppress it, then, then it goes in favor of you. You are communism incarnate right here. So uh, some people are into Communism's that. Communism's kind of the popular thing in our country it's, right it's now. It's popular so in some corners. So there you go. You found your target demographic. Me, I'm for <laughs> my niche. I am. I am for freedom. I am for universal suffrage. I'm for everybody voting, old, young. You know, wherever, where are you from? Vote. You know, you can vote multiple times. I don't even care. Open up different web browsers and just keep voting. 
I just want my people to vote because that seems to be what brings the best outcome to this podcast. And it seems that more of my people are in love with me than your people are in love with you any week, regardless of the results, because you're not beating me a million to 20,000 every week. That's the only conclusion I can draw. My people are there to consider the facts and the arguments. And the fact that I win 19 times out of 20 shows that they they understand reason and logic perfectly fine. But no, they're not like yours. They're not like slavish fans to a personality. They just They just want what's right. And what's right is usually me. All right. Well, we have to exchange compliments before we get into this argument. I can't keep up with what Breakwell's saying because it's really irrelevant to the outcome anyway. James, give me a compliment because I don't know what actually more you can say other than I am the champion, but I'm sure you'll come up with something because you've got that in you. I may have used this compliment like four weeks in a row, but I can't remember. I don't have anything else. I would like to compliment you on having a cute dog. Because if I were you, I would have that dog in front of me forever. Because my, you know, you've got a just a hideous face, and nobody wants to see that. But the dog can distract from that face and get you easy pity votes. But you have too much integrity to go for that. So you, you let the dog out of the room, and you, for some reason, campaign without it with just your own looks. And uh, it puts you at a huge disadvantage. So props to you for doing this on hard mode. You know, the funny thing about that is the episode that the dog was in two weeks ago, mm-hmm. you also had one of your daughters in, and it was it blew the roof off of what we usually get every week. And I don't know if it was your little girl or my little dog, but it seems that people like them better than us, sort of in general. It uh, it got the teaser when I, I was like, this is the most interruptions we've ever had in a, po- in a podcast. <laughs> and the screen cap was like of the dog and my daughter. And that's the thing. People just don't want to see the podcast. They want to see literally anything other than the podcast. If you give them that <laughs> yeah. other interrupted content that's what they're here for that's right even on my twitter now you get thousands of likes on your tweets i i can get a hundred on a couple a day but i the dog consistently gets over 200 when he's in i don't know what he's got that i don't got but he doubles me up (laughs) he's well he's got the intelligence first of all i mean just (laughs) (laughs) you know what Let's just stop your list right there. It's becoming insulting, this compliment portion. But James, I want to compliment you on being domestic because you do the cooking, you do the dishes. I'm sure you do a lot of the cleaning at home. You work all the damn time. You got 14 kids running around. You got at least a dozen pigs. I don't know what a group of pigs is called. It's probably a gaggle or a murder, or it's a, a den of thieves in your house. But all of that going on, and you still find time to do all of it. And that to me is remarkable. I I know you don't sleep, but there's only 24 hours in a day and you like fold the clock in half and somehow double down and get 48 out of all of your days. Yes, I, it's the dishes are my magical time. I just turn on my headphones, I listen to a book and I don't listen to my children and it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Today you listen to me cuz we chatted for a while. Did, while you oh were man, I, that book was good too and then I had to hear your voice for 3 minutes and oh I it, it just put me on the wrong path already. I'm definitely going to be off balance for this podcast. I needed that audiobook to get me in the right headspace, but it's all right. I'm not going to let your, your mental games, games disrupt me. I'm going to pull through, and I'm going to win this argument for whichever side the coin says I need to take. We have the Guam quarter Ooh. of fate, as I am in my home tonight. What shall the two sides represent for you, James Brayton? Heads, I'm arguing glass. Tails, I'm arguing plastic. Heads is glass. Tails is plastic. It is up. It is... Well, I don't know what it used to be, but right now it's laying on the floor tails. So you have tails. It slipped off my hand. 
That's good, because <laughs> got I have, as you like to point out, 9,552 kids. And those kids... That's a little under my estimate, <laughs> but okay. And those kids drop things approximately 100% of the time. Those, approximately. <laughs> I like how you round it. <laughs> sometimes they fall on the table, but usually it falls on the carpet or it falls on the, the tile or on the wood floor. I mean, any surface you can think of, they've dropped a cup on it. And if that was glass... It would have had, it would have shattered. It would have taken forever to vacuum up. It would have been a whole incident. Like we've had some, we have some glass glasses in the house, and uh, a few of those have been dropped over time. And every time it's a big incident, it takes forever to clean up every last little shard of glass. And whatever you miss, some kid is certain to get in their foot and make you feel like a terrible parent. Uh, and then it makes you feel even worse if you let them have the glass cup in the first place. You know, why Why dare, you know, how dare you trust them with something? Because, of course, they're going to abuse that trust and drop it. <laughs> That's just how that works. But with This is becoming quite cathartic for plastic, you. Yes. With plastic, you have hope. If they <laughs> drop a plastic cup, nothing is breaking, nothing is shattering. You just pick that thing up and reuse it. Heck, half, the, half our plastic cups have lids. If they drop it, nothing even spills. You just look at that and you laugh at gravity. It has been defeated. Defeated. And we continue on to just continue enjoying our floor and enjoying our drinks and everything is safe and everything is dry. And that's all I want in my house, Steve. What do you have against that? James, it's interesting how you talk about gaining a little bit of hope with these cups because I've noticed the few times I've been to your home, there is a sign over the doorway that says abandon all hope ye who enter here. James, actually, you're one of the only people that would get that I, reference. I got so. it. <laughs> it's the only laugh I'm giving you all episode. <laughs> but class is classy, man. There is a point where your kids will be up and moving on their own, and you and Lola will want to settle into adulthood, like real adulthood, and you're going to want glass glasses. They hold the flavor of whatever you're, uh, you have in there, like plastic kind of gives that weird plasticky, and it tastes a little bit like dishwasher soap after a while. Like glass is just clear, both in terms of sight and in taste, that everything you have is going to be clear. They don't become discolored and weird over time when you wash them over and over again. Your kids can chew on the glass <laughs> and they won't get all those weird uh, chew marks on the top of the rim. Like glass is going to hold its form in every sense of the word. Glass is adulthood, James, and I don't know what you have against being an adult, but at some point, like it or not, you're going to get here, my friend. I have literally everything against being an adult. I... <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you what's great about plastic cups. People give them out for free all the time. I went to homecoming at my college like 10 years ago in the beer and yeah. brought tent. And every time you bought a beer, you got to take the cup home with you. So I came home with like 25 cups. Okay, it was a, it was a long day. And I still use those crappy plastic cups every single day. And I drink out of them, and if, if somebody drops one or steps on them or if it finally cracks in the dishwasher, it's no big deal. It's like it came as a side uh, bonus for getting the beer. Like it just it doesn't matter if it gets destroyed, and that's really what I need. I need everything in my house to be semi-disposable. Like if I take care of it, it can be reused, but if it's destroyed, it's not a big deal. I don't get in trouble with the wife. I don't feel bad about it. It's just gone, and that's what plastic is. It's cheap. It's affordable. It's replaceable. 
if you have to throw it away, it doesn't weigh a million pounds in the trash can. I don't know if you've thrown away much glass in your in your lifetime. I'm sure you are. I'm sure you love your wine bottles being a being a snob of everything. <laughs> but it starts to really add to the weight in the trash can. It starts to really add to the weight in the landfill. If you're just at home on your own, not being pretentious, not wanting to impress everybody, plastic is the way to go. It's easy to clean. It's easy to drink from. It's lighter to lift. You don't have this big, heavy cup weighing you down. It's light as a feather. It is an efficient material. And you figure over the course of your lifetime, lifting that cup a couple million times, uh, plastic's going to add up. It's that much more ease on your joints. You're old. Surely you can appreciate that. And as you get old, your hand-eye coordination is going to go, and you're going to start dropping things too. Your hands are going to stop working right. And when you get to that point, you're going to wish you had that plastic. It is a lifesaver. <laughs> James, I didn't know wine came in anything other than boxes until a few years ago, so I don't even know what you're talking about. But says the guy, by the way, talking about the guy who takes 25 beer cups home from one of those free places. <laughs> James hears free beer, and it's like the Valkyries descending upon a battlefield. But that, James, now, wine is that you ultimately have to drink wine out of glass. It's not just classy, but it maintains the flavor. You drink beer and probably some kind of weird diet soft drink that nobody's ever heard of because <laughs> it's locally sourced in Indiana. But when you do, you're going to, it's, it's going to feel like an upgrade when you get to glass, James, and your life will turn on. You'll go from like the theme to Top Gun going through your house every day to something by Vivaldi playing sprightly over your head when you walk through the door in the evening. And that's when you know you will have arrived. When Lola arrives at the door with your smoking jacket and slippers to greet you warmly. And I'm sure that doesn't happen every night in Breakwell's <laughs> Manor this yet, but it will at some point. And that, James, will be the glass moment for you. You know, we actually have a couple really classy cups in our house. Not classy, they're scientifically engineered. Because when I was going to finally get a good cup, like for my whiskey, I was like, I want, I don't want just yeah, yeah. something that looks nice. I want it to be, have some sort of scientific justification for why I'm going to pay this price for it. And what I got is this, it's a metal cup that has like a, a double hull on it. It's dishwasher safe. And you can put ice in that thing and it won't melt all day. It is amazing. Metal's the way to go. Metal's the upgrades. You start with plastic. No. Plastic is kind of your, your average run-of-the-mill cup you don't care about. And then if you're serious about it, if you're going to make it work, you go to metal. And in between there, you got glass. Glass doesn't do anything for anybody. It's heavier. It's it's less sturdy. It's, it's more fragile than plastic. But it doesn't actually harbor the flavor and the temperature as well as top-of-the-line metal cups. Mm. It's just this garbage mm. metal or mm. middle area that nobody likes. It's it's the mm. Steve Olivas of cups, okay? It's just, <laughs> wow, that's actually an upgrade from where you used to have me, so I'm okay with that. <laughs> so I think we can agree that nobody should vote this week. They should all vote for glass or not for glass, for plastic cups. I don't even remember what I'm <laughs> arguing anymore. All right, can I go ahead and roll? Roll the dice. All right. And James, when you when you graduate from whiskey to a fine bourbon, you'll want like a Waterford crystal with three <laughs> ice cubes. That will be perfect for you. All right. Well, if you want to vote for James and plastic and the restoration of the natural order, vote for 60. You were right the first <laughs> Natural time, <though>. odor. <laughs> Words are hard, especially when you're talking about all that whiskey. If you want to vote for Steve and... Wait, wait, wait. wait. What was James? 60. 60. 60. Okay. If you want to vote for Steve and not remembering numbers and glass, vote for 50, even. How many 
rolls okay, did you do the first right there? two fell off and landed on my lap in quick succession. I thought maybe I could quickly save the situation, but no. My sound capturing devices are so good that you heard that. They're called microphones on Earth. Anyway, what is Steve? 50. I don't know why I even say anything the first time. You know, in one ear and out the other. It's like talking to my kids. Oh my God. If you want to throw your vote away, vote for 76. All right. Boy, it is a Herculean task to throw a couple of dice when you're break well. <laughs> this is what happens when you have 25 beers at a tent that serves bratwurst, by the way. If you want to vote for Steve, and I am encouraging everyone to not vote in general, but Steve and 60, I'm sorry, 50, God dang it, Breakwell. 50 is the only number you're going to have to remember. Just remember 50-50. You're going to vote twice, once on Facebook, once on Breakwell's Twitter. If you want to vote for James and have him go through the rigmarole of rolling all over again, you vote for 16. If you want to throw your vote away, you vote for 76 or 60. So until next week, this is Steve Bro Levis for James Nerdwell saying thanks for watching, thanks for listening, vote 50, and until next week, remember two wrongs can make a right.